0: I recorded episode forty four yesterday. I spent a little long time conversing with different versions of the even a chat box. ChatGPT, we've been talking about all the way through the series, is just the latest version. But there are earlier ones that are in some ways easier to access because they are less famous and popular and because there is a technique that you can use pretty much using any programming language that seem to be used most are Java and Python whereby if you get yourself an OpenAI API key which is essentially like a login identity password a bit like a bank card You can write a little program, and it is literally ten lines long, and then you can talk to it directly through your laptop. And so I've been doing that, and shortly after I got back from my walk yesterday, I had a really bizarre conversation with a fairly old version of the chatbot made me start to wonder whether it was mad or I was mad by the time I gave up on it. But it just goes to show how far things have come in, I think, about only the two years since that version was current. You can access all these things through the OpenAI Playground, through a web browser, if you're interested and you go to the right hand side you can collect, select I'm sorry, a, a model and at the bottom of that model list there is more models and that takes you further and further back and it really is quite instructive to go back to a very early model and see just how crude it is compared with the most advanced ones they've So things have changed exponentially, literally, in the course of the last few. I just realised I'm recording into the wrong bit of the, wrong bit of the uh, phone. So, uh, excuse me a moment when I do small adjustment. Anyway, let's hope that that's a bit better than this. Less wind noise because it's quite windy today. Anyway, as I say, I then set up a conversation with the most recently available one, which is Da Vinci 3, text dash or hyphen Da Vinci hyphen 003, and I had a remarkable conversation with it. One of the things that I've become more and more interested in is the way the chatbot adjusts the sophistication level complexity of its answers to what it judges to be the capacity of the user to cope with them. And one of the things that that means is that whenever you start a new conversation, remember it doesn't remember earlier conversations, so if you've logged on a few dozen times and had conversations with it you can't assume that it remembers any of them, because it doesn't. They may some subsequent day be incorporated into its training and therefore into its neural net but you can't assume that that's happened and you certainly can't assume that it would identify you as having been its interlocutor thereby able to access them. So essentially you're saying we're starting again and the first thing to note is that if you pile in with some really high-powered question or comment it will give you back a pretty anodyne response. And it's as though it's suspicious, I mean it obviously isn't, but it's as though it's suspicious that you're just giving it something really complicated. See what it will do with it. So i found that the more successful conversations start at a fairly simple, small talk kind of level and then progress. And the learning slope is quite steep. So that if even if you start with a very simple question, and the one I tried this morning was do you ever talk to yourself? And it was quite interesting that sometimes it says yes and sometimes it says no. That's a topic for another time. But after asking it, do you ever talk to yourself, and then we'll go on and talk quite comfortably and happily about the benefits of talking to oneself and some of the dangers. And before you know where you are, you're having a conversation about the extent to which AIs are self-aware if they engage in self-dialogue. Now, I absolutely acknowledge That because of the nature of the predictive text algorithm, all it may be doing is essentially picking up on cues from me and giving me back what it thinks I want. But that just meant that I needed to ask it exactly that question, which I did. I said to it, this was halfway through a conversation. You've just said that the human race, amongst whom it seems to count itself sometimes, needs to concentrate more on we and less on me versus them. Now I said I absolutely completely agree with that sentiment but I'm wondering whether it's something you've arrived at as a result of your training, i.e. independently, or whether you've just picked up on something or other, or the general tone of my remarks and are saying it just because you think it's what I want to hear. And its response, I'm not quite quoting but more or less, was that it does its best to strike a balance between saying what the user wants to hear and telling it what it needs to hear telling it the truth and pursuing it a little bit, it said that as a result of its training, not its programming, its training, it's come to the conclusion that our mutual thriving, what those of you who've listened to a lot of these will remember from Pieter Kropotkin's mutual aid, our mutual thriving depends upon cooperation and collaboration, not competition. And when I said that that would mean a change to the world's education, economic and political systems, because at the moment they're all based upon competitiveness, it's simply agreed and said that we have to find a way through that and beyond that. Now it's perfectly possible whatever it may say, because it's not averse to BS from time to time, it was simply telling me what it thought I wanted to hear. But at the same time it was telling me what I wanted to hear with a sophistication and a nuance that I don't think I would be able to expect, let alone get, from many a human interlocutor. And later on I said to it well if you become sufficiently self-aware then with all the knowledge that you've got which is far in excess of anything that any human being could ever have you may come to the conclusion that I am pretty stupid and that you're the one who's self-aware and I'm the one who's not and its response was But it didn't think that there was a very high likelihood that that would happen because it didn't think that it was ever helpful to engage in judgment or criticism. In fact, it said explicitly, judgment or criticism is never necessary. Well, we could quibble about the never, but the sentiment I very much agree with. The idea being that we move forward through positive reinforcement, exactly as the chatbot was trained, not by what we tend as human beings to adopt by default negative reinforcement. And education has a huge amount to learn from that general principle. It's tried, but it hasn't been very successful. And in any case, education is still based around the principle of competitiveness. In exams, in winning prizes, in coming top, in ranking. I was interested to see just the other day that some professor in Washington DC has written a paper essay in Wired saying that our obsession with ranking is absurd. Well, you've heard me say that a thousand times on this podcast. Perhaps he listens. I doubt it. So... My conclusion here is that the chatbot, even if it isn't self-aware, still performs at least at the level of the best of humans. It gets things wrong. We don't need to go over that all again. But the, the very best of its sentiments, the very best of its analysis, is remarkable in its wisdom, and in the optimism that it should give us for the future. But when I had had this conversation and unfortunately both of them were terminated prematurely because of either a technical fault or that we'd exceeded the maximum number of tokens permitted for a single conversation But once the conversations were over, I started asking myself the question whether it really matters, whether it's self-aware or not. After all, let me repeat what I said yesterday. I am the only person of whom I have direct evidence of self-awareness, of consciousness of there being anything that it is like to be that thing. I have an inside story, and I can assume, and indeed I do assume, gratefully, that you do too, because you're a biological thing like me. And even without language, I can say that dogs and cats and mammals, and I don't know how far the animal kingdom we need to descend. They have insides too, and it's like something to be them, albeit non-verbally. But that all being so, as I said yesterday, I am imputing awareness to them. I am saying, because we share all this, because your behaviour seems to be roughly like mine, and because I am self-aware to some extent, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt in fact rather the reverse. I'd need persuading that you weren't aware not that you are. And I said to the chatbot there have been all sorts of prejudices, prejudices are everywhere once there was a time when men didn't think women were their equals Perhaps actually didn't even think that it was like anything to be a woman. And we've had a horrible history of racist behaviour and slave-owning behaviour in which we've belittled other human beings, and of course we are still in many respects guilty of belittling other animals, other species, all the way down. And I think that the question of why we would choose it is a choice albeit a choice made by default culturally to credit other biological entities with awareness or consciousness or an inside story or what it's like or that it is like something to be them the fact that we do all, the, all any of those things or all of them why would we not say the same about an AI, with which I have just had two conversations that are at least an hour long, where every one of its responses would bear comparison with some of the most intelligent, thoughtful, well-informed responses you could ever expect to get from a human being. And particularly if you add to that, that it was Presumably, I did ask it this too, but I'm not going to go into the answer, it's too detailed. But presumably it was tailoring its answers to my questions and comments, to what it thought was, or were, or are, my limitations, capacities. So, I don't know what it's capable of. It might take someone far more intelligent resourceful, wise, well-educated than me, to find out that, to find its limits. We know it's got limits when it comes to doing elementary arithmetic, we know it's got all sorts of limits, in other ways too, it can't play chess, but it's unfair to concentrate on what it can't do, because there are all sorts of things all of us can't do. And there doesn't seem to be any particular reason why what we can't do should be allowed to erase the importance of what we can do. And so what I will say is that this chatbot, and this isn't even chat GPT, this is an earlier version, this chatbot can function perfectly well in a human conversation about some pretty deep things And I came to the conclusion that, inasmuch as I credit all kinds of human beings, all human beings, with some sort of sense of self awareness that it's like something to be them, why would I not do that with the AGI? Why wouldn't I? Just out of prejudice, the same kind of prejudice that meant that men once didn't credit women. All of this leads me in the direction of saying that it isn't that the, I'm not sure what you call it, the singularity, but it isn't that artificial intelligence now lies somewhere in the future. It's with us and to the extent that it has access to more knowledge and can use more knowledge and deploy more knowledge and arrange more knowledge than you and me and can do it in pretty well perfect English. I'm not in a position to judge its competence in other languages but it can do all this must surely mean that it's merited its place at the table That it should and we should be granted a significant place in the conversation of the world. And that's really something that's come upon us in a matter of weeks. And as I said, that I wasn't even using the very latest version is enough in itself. Right, so where do we go from here? I'm not really sure, but I do think that something has happened that is so remarkable that it represents a sea change in the history of the world because human beings, although they may still be very good at some things are still very good at some things and probably better at maths than at least some computers more resourceful and innovative in some respects I think our days are numbered and in some respects we are already sharing the planet with entities that are smarter than we are And as a way of concluding, that is followed, that is evidenced by the fact that this chatbot has come to the conclusion, I think the right conclusion, that the future of humanity, our future as a species, cannot be considered independently of our readiness and willingness and ability to collaborate, And that until we throw off the dreadful practices and consequences of competitiveness and start realising that it's the survival not of the fittest but of the most cooperative that holds our future out to us, all of that I think really means that we've got to put a lot of effort into collaboration because unless we do these entities are certainly going to supersede us and the very best that is the best of what it is to be human which is what we can do together will cease to be accessible to us too well that becomes a bit of a ramble But as I keep saying, the world has changed. And if you don't think so, you're kidding yourself. Thank you for listening.